Thanksgiving week and our friends are beginning to enjoy their long weekend. Bradley and Cameron are watching the comedy classic Planes, Trains and Automobiles while Alison is busy working on something in the kitchen. I sure hope she doesn't cook up another nuclear disaster. I just love watching this movie every Thanksgiving. It's my favorite Thanksgiving movie, you know. Uh, I know. We used to date, remember? Why does it seem like this movie plays on repeat as much as a Christmas story plays on Christmas? I think it's because it's like the only Thanksgiving movie. Kind of like Over the River and Through the Woods is the only Thanksgiving song. Gee, Thanksgiving really gets shafted, doesn't it? More than Tim Allen in the Buzz Lightyear movie. Meanwhile, I'm still waiting on an explanation as to how a toy even has an origin story. Alison walks in from the kitchen with her iPad in hand, reading from it. So, roasted turkey, green bean casserole, buffalo mac and cheese, loaded mashed potatoes, yeast rolls, cranberry dressing, and apple strudel for dessert. Am I missing anything? Yeah, cooking skills. (laughs) I don't think the day before Thanksgiving is the best time to learn how to cook. I mean, just last week you forgot about the eggs you were boiling and they fused to the pot. I know, I know. But this time... I picked up a baby video monitor so I can keep an eye on the food even when I undoubtedly get distracted by Mrs. H. Why are you going to so much trouble? Wouldn't it be easier just to order from turkey time? You get the whole dinner for under 100 bucks, and it's real cranberries, not that glorified jelly crap. (laughs) It just so happens that Jason's coming over with his girlfriend, and I want to show him that I can create Thanksgiving magic all on my own. You don't need a man or 1.5 kids to cook for it. They've been going out for a little more than uh, six months now. And he's supposed to pop the question to her at dinner. Well, why here? Surely he has other friends that don't mind hosting the cereal groom. (laughs) Pretty sure we're the only people who sort of like him. Anyway, do either of you have spare shoelaces? Huh? Why? Because it says here I need to lace up the turkey. Later on that evening, Bradley, Cameron, and Allison are playing. Sorry. I haven't played this in years. Same. I wonder why we ever stopped playing it. You know, I haven't played this in a while either. I used to play it with my sister growing up, but we eventually stopped playing too. I'll be blue. Like my balls. (laughs) That's not how this works. You see, we have to roll the dice to see who gets to pick their color and go first. This is ridiculous. Just everyone pick the color they want. What's the point in playing a nice board game if we aren't even going to follow the rules? (laughs) Should have remembered that we were playing with the board game, Nazi. (laughs) Cameron rolls the dice. Seven. Not too bad. Bradley picks up the dice and shakes them in his hand furiously. Come on, twelve. Daddy wants his green men because they're his favorite. Bradley rolls the five. Damn. Allison rolls the dice. Snake eyes. Well, well. If we were playing Monopoly, I could throw again. But we're not. Sorry! (laughs) Okay, so I'll be green. (laughs) You want the green men? I threw the highest number, didn't I? And I like green. Fine. I guess I'll be blue. Oh, I was hoping to be blue. Ugh. Fine. Take them. I'll be red. Unless someone wants that, too. Well, it certainly matches the color of your face right now. Wait, 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 wait a minute. There aren't any dice in Sorry. You know, you're right. I must have placed them in here by mistake. 
Or you're making up your own house rules again, Mr. Play by the Rulebook. Okay, fine. I got my games confused. It can happen. Well, Cam, you did roll the highest, so you can draw the first card. Each take turns drawing cards, and no one is able to draw one or two to move a man out of start. It comes back around to Allison. Allison pulls the two. Woohoo! You did it, Allie. Bradley moves one of Allie's men out of start. See, you get to move a man out of start, then you get to draw again. Thank you. I don't think I could have possibly understood the card without your help. <laughs> Allison draws another card, and she gets a one. She moves another piece out of start. Sorry, boys. I'm coming around the board. Cameron draws one and moves a piece out of start, followed by Bradley with his one. Gameplay continues for a couple of rounds. Then Allison draws. Sorry! I drew the sorry card! Sweet! Now you can take another man out of start and swap places and send your opponent back to start. And there just so happens to be a little green man getting close to his home. Hmm. Or there's a red man who's getting close to my home which puts me closer. Sorry, Bradley. <laughs> Bradley is notably getting hot under the collar. Cameron pulls a card and gets a three. One, two, three. Sorry, Brad. <laughs> Cameron moves Bradley's remaining piece on the board back to start. Now I remember why I stopped playing this game. <laughs> Opening the door with his foot, Dylan walks into the apartment carrying several bags from a plethora of stores at the mall. You can tell he's one of those one-trip guys because he's got two hands full of bags and he's even clenching one between his teeth. Did you find everything you were looking for? Dylan takes the bag out of his mouth. <laughs> Just about. The mall and Target were both crazy busy and it didn't help that it's still hotter than hell outside. That's Florida. I went by that one corner cafe near here for brunch, and the server asked me if I wanted huevos rancheros, and I was like, why don't you just shoot me? Between the heat and general crazy busy stores, why did you even go out? Well, the before Thanksgiving sales are killer. Yeah, I heard on NPR that more stores were going to be closed on Thanksgiving this year, and not opening until Black Friday, like it used to be. Great idea. It gives people more chance to spend time with their family and friends on the holiday. You pick up anything extra special? Sure did. And you know what? I can't believe what some people will do to get what they want during the holidays. People devolve into ravenous monsters when there's only one of something left. You know, just another Tuesday at Target. You do know it's Wednesday, right? <laughs> I found the last remaining 40th anniversary Elvira Funko Pop known to geek kind. But another shopper also saw it. We looked at the Mistress of the Dark, then back at each other. What happened? I can't believe that someone would grab those big rubber balls and start a dodgeball fight in the toy section of Target in order to get the Funko, but I did it anyway, and I won, bitches. Are you all packed for your weekend getaway with Danny? Wait, you're skipping family Thanksgiving dinner? Danny and I were supposed to go to the nudist beach, but Danny's OnlyFans hit a million subs, so the OnlyFans is flying him out to their HQ for some big shindig. How is it that, of all people, Danny is the one who figured out the American dream? <laughs> and don't forget about Mrs. H's OnlyFans, too. Okay, that settles it. We all need an OnlyFans. <laughs> anyway... Remember that Jason is bringing his girlfriend, soon-to-be-fiancé, to dinner. So don't do anything that'll change her mind. You don't have to worry about me. 
I'm going to Trevor's parents' place for Thanksgiving. Oh, yeah. He's your flavor of the week, huh? Hey, now. We've been going out for exactly five weeks. Five-week anniversary. What is that, class? <laughs> Bradley receives a text message, so he picks up his phone and looks at it. What? He's dumping me? Oh, Brad, I'm sorry. Why? Says that he was dating me and another guy and decided that the other guy was less dress. Get out of town. <laughs> In through the front door walks Mrs. Halverson, dressed as a caricature of a pilgrim. Only this one had the Viking hat. Hey, you kiddos. Happy day before Thanksgiving. Hey, hey Mrs. H. H. Oh, my Lanta, have I got some super news for you kids. You're retiring? You're donating your brain to science? You're moving? You saved 15% or more by switching to Geico? <laughs> How would you kids like to attend a special luncheon with me tomorrow? There's a big surprise! If it involves you popping out of a giant turkey with dinner rolls for pasties, I'll pass. But I'll butter them. <laughs> Why so cranky, bratty? Get thumped again? You know, as a matter of fact, he did. I'm making dinner tomorrow, Mrs. H, so I won't be able to make it either. You're making Thanksgiving dinner? You realize you don't even know how to boil eggs, right? This time, you will eat those words, because dinner will be outstanding and won't catch on fire. I'm down to go. Love a good surprise. Any idea what the surprise is? Oh, it's something of great value, don't you know? Well, it sounds like fun. You can count me in. Same. Maybe I can impress Trevor with whatever it is, and maybe he'll want me back. You've got splinters in the windmills of your mind. Oh, you kids are going to have a gosh darn good time. This will be a Thanksgiving that you won't soon forget. Welcome to Quake. How many guests? Table for two, please. Rob, I love coming here every Sunday and having these brunches with you. We always end up talking about Charmed. Well, it's one of the best shows still after all these years. Wouldn't it be cool if we could invite other people to our table and join us for these conversations? That actually is a great idea. Brunch with the Hollowells is a Charmed podcast every Sunday during brunch. Having great conversations and recapping each episode one at a time. Currently in season seven, have a seat at the table, become a Charmy, and join in on the conversation. Blessed be. The next afternoon, Mrs. Halverson, Bradley, Cameron, and Dylan arrive at a homeless shelter soup kitchen. Clearly, the boys were expecting a fancy smancy luncheon because they're all three dressed like they just walked out of Brooks Brothers. Well, two of the three. Bradley has on a zombie turkey graphic tee with a pea coat over top. So, Mrs. H, are we donating something here on our way to lunch? Sorta. I guess you could say that we're donating time. <laughs> But what about the surprise? Dylan, dude, I'm pretty sure this is the surprise. I thought you said we would receive something special. Oh, you will, don't you know? No, don't know. You're gonna be filled with thankfulness and joy by the time you leave. Can that be exchanged for Bitcoin or something? <laughs> I don't know how you always manage to hustle us, Mrs. H. Why don't you just tell us that you wanted us to volunteer? Well, we needed three more volunteers, and uh, I know you'd be a hard no. Dylan would have come up with some elaborate, lame-ass excuse, and Cam would have been the only one to help me. Well, you've got us there. Come on, it'll be fun!
fun. About as fun as waiting for a colonoscopy. <laughs> Mrs. Halverson takes the boys around to meet the other volunteers and the volunteer manager. The volunteer manager is visibly excited to see some new volunteers. Mrs. H told me she'd be bringing some handsome volunteers. Thank you all so much for being so gracious to take time out of your holiday to make sure those in need in our community have a special meal on Thanksgiving. Then the volunteer manager turns them over to their coordinator. You've guessed it, Mrs. H. Cheer up, boys. You're going to have a great time, don't you know? I mean, what else would you be doing all afternoon? Mm, masturbating. Playing video games. Swiping left, right, and messaging. See, what you're about to do is more fun than all of that put together. This reminds me of the Thanksgivings back in the old country. Mrs. H, these folks already have it hard enough without walking in on one of your old country stories. <laughs> back in the old country, we always had a Thanksgiving pageant with the pilgrims and Native Americans. And all the guys would compete who could wear the biggest belt buckle. <laughs> one year... Armani supplied all the belts for the pageant, but, uh... Wait, your hometown bought all the actors Armani? You mean you know of Gunhildi Armani, too? Um... Anyway, the belt buckles were so big and shiny that one of them reflected the stage light into the eyes of Scranto, and it got the hand of a Frenchman instead of a turkey. And that's what started the French and Indian War. Wow. Mrs. H, I'm guessing that no one in your hometown was ever a returning champion on Jeopardy. What does any of this have to do with volunteering? Like any great story, it was purposely ambiguous, thus affording you the opportunity to glean from it whatever you may. <laughs> the volunteer manager walks over to our friends. The doors are opening for our guests. Remember, everyone, that the people coming to dine are honored guests and should be treated like royalty because the holiday meals are often the best ones these individuals and families receive. The doors to the soup kitchen open and the guests begin to file in family by family, individual by individual, and yes, even children walk hand in hand with their parents. Bradley turns to Cameron and Dylan, then looks at Mrs. H. Ugh, I never thought there'd be children. And some of these folks look like they could work. Those that are in the greatest need in our community come in all sorts of shapes, sizes, backgrounds, and so many variables. While some are homeless, others aren't. What do you mean? Well, the idea of homelessness is sometimes misunderstood. See, some of these guests do work and do have a place to sleep, but that doesn't mean that food, clothing, and a warm hug aren't scarce. It really does put things into perspective. Sure does. I remember the first time I volunteered here. It reminded me of how thankful I should be for shelter, clothing, and strength. So often we are so quick to complain and be upset that we never stop to think how we are blessed. One by one, the guests bring their plates and trays down the buffet line, where our friends are serving up Thanksgiving goodness. Little by little, you can tell that holiday joy is beginning to find its way into the attitudes of the boys. Back at apartment 9, Allison is slaving away in the kitchen as she continues to set out to prove that she doesn't need any help to create a Thanksgiving dinner that no one will soon forget. The kitchen looks like a disaster zone. She places the turkey in the oven. Allison walks from the kitchen into the living room and through the front door. Hey Jason, and this must be... wait a minute. Where's... That's what I tried to tell you, but you haven't been answering your phone all day. Sorry, I've been cooking all day and I haven't been checking my phone. Is she okay? 
Where is she? Heather dumped me for a younger man. Younger than Heather? Where'd she meet him, Legoland? (laughs) I feel just awful, but this home-cooked, old-fashioned Thanksgiving dinner is just the thing I need, so thanks for having me over. Well, you're already here, so you might as well enjoy dinner. And it's going to blow your mind. Better than blowing up the stove like our first Thanksgiving together after we got married. I blew up the stove, you blew up our marriage. Guess we're even. Where is everyone? The boys joined Mrs. H at some special luncheon that she was raving about yesterday, but they'll be home for dinner. I haven't had a family Thanksgiving in a few years. Thanks again for having me. You know, after everything we've been through and I caused, I still love you. We've been over this. You're forgiven. I mean, it took you 12 years of being together before you made your first mistake. And knowing what I know now about you, I'm surprised it took you that long. Well, it wasn't my first mistake. What? Remember that conference in Austin? The one about postmodernism and creative writing? You had an affair at the conference, didn't you? No, there was no conference. I just had an affair with the barista at the cafe I would always pass. She'd always ask, you want your buns heated up? One day she asked that, and there were no buns. How could you? Here I was working two jobs so you could finish grad school and you were drinking six dollar coffees and boning a barista? (laughs) It, It didn't mean anything. Well, apparently it did, or else it wouldn't have happened. But I need to let the past stay in the past. You're forgiven. There, feel better? Oh, thank you. You've always been one of the most gracious people I know. That's me. Regular old saint. But you'd have to be the Pope to forgive me of the other time. The other time? You know, I always figured that something like this was bound to happen. I just thought it would be with the blonde bombshell department secretary. You know, the one who couldn't create PDFs or attach files to emails? <laughs> You're wrong on two accounts, Allison. Hmm? She could create PDFs, and we did have an affair. I am shocked. That bimbo could make PDFs. So, how's about it? Still got some forgiveness in you? (laughs) Oh, Jason, you make it so hard to tolerate you, much less like you sometimes. But, in the spirit of Thanksgiving, I forgive you. Allison moves in to give Jason a hug, then knees him in the balls. Oh! All of a sudden, there is an explosion from the kitchen. Smoke pours out from the kitchen door. Damn it! I did it again! Cheer up. I'm sure it's not all destroyed. Allison and Jason walk into the kitchen and are visibly shocked. Pretty sure that this floor is not supposed to be made of mashed potatoes. Well, what about the turkey? Jason opens the oven and notices... Where's the turkey? What do you mean? It was in there when I left it. Uh, I think you cremated the thing. It's like you hired Helen Keller to make dinner. (laughs) She probably would have cooked it better than me. Dinner is supposed to start in three hours. What are we going to do? I don't need your help. Come on. You nearly turned your apartment into Chernobyl. (laughs) Okay. Maybe I should have asked for help in making this whole thing. You know, Allie... Asking for help or admitting when the stressors of life compound doesn't mean you're weak or need rescuing. 
Sometimes admitting we need help is a sign of strength and acknowledging that we can't always do it on our own. Thank you, Oprah. (laughs) (sighs) I hate it when you're right. Thanks for reminding me that it's okay to need help. After you cheated multiple times, I felt like a single girl without a chance, a victim of circumstance, the one who ought to give up, but I'm just too hard-headed. I'm I'm a survivor. Been watching Reba much? (laughs) Okay. Here's what we can do to save Thanksgiving dinner. Allison indistinguishably talks to Jason as we leave the kitchen. Every week on Real Spoilers, what we do is we take that week's big release on the weeks that we guess right, and we spoil it for you. So if you saw a movie and you want to talk about it with your friends, but maybe maybe you don't have any friends, we can be your friends in podcast form. We'll talk about the movie in rich, vibrant detail, and it's kind of like a book club for movies. Yeah, we're so, just a bunch of movie nerds. Yeah, and you know? so it's just a long-form conversation about the movie, going through its plot, talking about what worked, and uh, a lot of times what didn't, and making fun of it when it doesn't work. And if you like the show, feel free to share it on uh, your Facebook, social media, Twitter, verse, thing, stuff. So that's what we do on Real Spoilers. It's like a book club for movies, only with less Oprah. Back at the homeless shelter, Mrs. H and the boys are busying themselves in the kitchen, cleaning up from dinner. Mrs. H has them in an assembly line that Henry Ford would be proud of. Dylan, what are you doing? Oh, I'm testing the cleanliness of the plates. You see, if I see my gorgeous face in them, then I know the plates are clean. Here, let me try. Bradley takes the plate and looks at his face in it. What the fuck? I didn't know my face was that lumpy. Must be an allergic reaction to something one of the hobos brought through here. Cool it, Braddy. They are not hobos. Cameron takes the plate from Bradley. Um, those are mashed potatoes, Brad. You grabbed a dirty plate. (laughs) Braddy, I can't believe you. Didn't you learn anything this afternoon? You're right. I'm sorry. Next time I'm prone to say, what a homeless, I'll think twice. They're humans, just like me and the boys. What about me? Pretty sure you're a replicant, Mrs. H. (laughs) I'm just kidding. We love you, Mrs. H. Oh, you boys always make me feel like I've still got it. Got what? Chlamydia. (laughs) Mrs. H is a swinger, don't you know? (laughs) I'm uh, curious, though, Mrs. H. Some of the people that came through the buffet line look like they could be working. In fact, some looked about my same age. Some people are just a paycheck or two away from being homeless. And the housing system is flawed because rent just keeps going up and the minimum wage hasn't been keeping up with the cast of housing. Is this shelter able to feed all the homeless and those that are down on their luck in the area? The shelter does the best it can, but between the increasing number of those in need and the lack of volunteers and donors, it's difficult to keep up. Doesn't the government underwrite the shelter? Not really. There's several area churches and other community organizations that donate money and other resources, but it's still not enough. Still, the shelter is thankful for the generosity of others. What can we do to help? Yeah, is, is there anything we can do to help out around here? Yeah, who could we do? I, I mean, uh, what could we do? Sorry, force of habit. <laughs> Oh my Lanta, you boys are the best. If you could volunteer a time or two a month, that would be tremendously helpful. And I know the shelter would be eternally grateful. I'm pretty sure we could do that. Yeah, in fact, I want to. Today has provided me with a different perspective on my life, and it makes me feel good. Same, dude. 
This is the proudest I've ever been. This early in the evening. <laughs> that about wraps up everything. You boys ready to hop on the trolley and head home? Home. Our home. Sounds a lot different after today, doesn't it? Sure does. We have a place to go home to. Helping in a shelter this afternoon really gets you thinking about keeping these people in our hearts and prayers every day of the year, and not just during the holidays. Mrs. Halverson, Bradley, Cameron, and Dylan arrive at apartment 9 and are greeted by Jason. Hey guys, dinner will be ready shortly. Allison said just to make yourself at home. Um, we live here, and, and you don't. But if you're too drunk to drive home, you can share my bed. Dylan, don't you operate in any other mood? Remember, he's about to be a married man. Again. <laughs> so, Jace, where is your soon-to-be fiancé? Heather dumped me for a younger man. Too bad. Sounds like you two have a lot in common. <laughs> I guess I deserved that. Well... Since you're here, you can help us carry all the Christmas decorations from storage after dinner. Speaking of dinner, I can't wait to see the disaster Allie's prepared for us this evening. Yeah, that girl struggles to make craft easy, Mac. <laughs> Boy, are you guys in for a surprise. She's practically locked herself in the kitchen. It's going to be unlike anything she's served up before. You realize that bar is set at microwave and popcorn, right? <laughs> Allison pops her head out of the kitchen door. It's just about ready, everyone. Gather around the table. Bradley, pour everyone a glass of sherry. Our group gathers around the elegant table. From the china place setting to the crochet table covering over an autumnal tablecloth, the table is right out of a Hallmark movie. Bradley pours everyone a glass of sherry. Then Allison emerges from the kitchen with the first of several serving trays of scrumptious side dishes. Then Allison brings out the turkey, caramelized golden brown. Allison, this is about the most perfect turkey I've ever seen. Yeah, just two days ago you burned water, and now this? It's amazing what you can do after watching hours of how-to YouTube videos hosted by narcissistic, overly cheerful, disingenuous mom influencers. <laughs> I pose a toast to Allison and her out-of-this-world delectable feast. The group all raise their sherry glasses to Allison. Cheers! Oh, thanks, you guys. By the way, Mrs. H, where's Mr. Halverson? Oh, he's camping out at the Best Buy for me so he can buy a giant-ass TV in the morning, don't you know? You mean the same TV that's likely going to be around that price all the way through Christmas? <laughs> that's the one. Except doorbusters get an extra 10% off, and you know how Mr. H counts his pennies. Hopefully you packed a nice dinner for him. Oh, you betcha. Herring with all the fixins. <laughs> now, does anyone have anything they want to share before Grace? I'll start. I'm thankful that even though I still sleep with one eye open, and I'm pretty sure one of you is going to kill me one night, that I can count on you amongst my friends. I mean, you're the only ones that let me come around. <laughs> I'm thankful that you guys have been supportive of my political aspirations, even though some of you don't agree with my approaches, Bradley. I'm thankful that I've learned that I need to take stock in what I have been blessed with, because there are so many others that are far less fortunate than I am. Thanks to Mrs. H, today I learned that those in need come from all walks of life, and that we should use some of our time to help others. Today, 
I thought you guys went to a luncheon. Oh, I took them to a luncheon, you betcha. <laughs> Mrs. H tricked us into volunteering at the homeless shelter where she... Volunteers. And we got a whole new perspective on life. Yeah, I felt really good after I helped. Not in a self-congratulatory way. Wow, word of the day. Yeah. <laughs> but in a neighborly kind of way. And I'm thankful that I learned recently that I can be strong and independent while still asking for help or even being rescued on occasion. And I'm thankful that you guys always make me feel like part of the family. You make an old gal feel forever young. So, Mrs. H, could being a part of the family mean that you could do us the honors of carving up the turkey? Oh, my lanta, yes! The group says grace, and then Mrs. H stands up, grabs the carving knife and fork, and cuts into the golden brown breast. Who wants white meat, dark meat, or... What the hell? Mrs. Halverson cuts into something strange and then picks it up. A gravy pack? Mrs. Halverson holds a small melted container of gravy. What the hell kind of stuffing is that? Alright, I have a confession. I completely obliterated dinner, and I had to have Alexa order it for me. I had it delivered by drone through the kitchen window, so none of you would be any wiser. I knew you couldn't turn into a less racially insensitive Paula Dean overnight. I'll add one more thing I'm thankful for. Skynet. Today's episode, Please Sir, I Want Some More, was written and directed by R.L. Terry. Voicing our regular cast, Sean Perrette as Bradley, Jeff Feitner as Cameron, Cassandra Dodge as Allison, Donnie Roberts as Dylan, Linda Castro as Mrs. Halverson, and Paul Hawkins as the narrator. And returning guest star, Kevin R. Brackett as Jason. Our theme song was written and recorded by Lana White and produced by Dave Anderson. Our producer is Danielle Meskel, and our editor is Jason the Vern Hemming. Connect with us on social media at Fours Crowd Pod on Twitter and Facebook, and Fours underscore Crowd on Instagram. Be sure to rate, review, and share our sitcom with your friends. Thanks for dropping in. See you next time in Apartment 9.